Uh, thank you for joining us with us this morning on this special day. Now, y'all know it wouldn't be a Father's Day without Father's Day jokes or dad jokes. Because y'all know dad jokes are some of the most corniest, lamest jokes they are, but that's what makes them funny. So I just thought we would start off the day in honor of Father's Day. We're going to give a few dad jokes. Y'all want to hear a few dad jokes? These are just a few that I that I thought were really funny, so we'll go over these and let's just check them out and see. Your, we'll judge them by your laugh meter. We'll go by that, how funny they are. All right, y'all ready for the first one? Why do fathers take an extra pair of socks when they go golfing in case they get a hole in one? That's pretty clever. <laughs> Especially if you know golf, that's pretty clever. All right, this is the second one. I thought the dryer was shrinking my clothes. It turns out it was the refrigerator all along. <laughs> That's a good one. For some of us, it's true. <laughs> all right, this is another one. I don't trust those trees. They seem kind of shady. <laughs> well, that was okay. I see the laugh meter. That was about a three on the laugh meter. All right, this is the last one. How does the taco... Say grace. Let us pray. <laughs> All right, those are a few dad jokes. So if y'all would like more dad jokes, you can go to Google. <laughs> There's hundreds and thousands of dad jokes. I just thought, let's just pick a few to, uh, to get started this morning. But man, you know, joy and laughter is good for the soul. It's good to laugh. It's, I know sometimes we feel church could be so serious and Yes, church, there are moments where it's serious, but, man, I believe that churches should be joyful. Amen? Amen. A good laugh does good for the soul. And, man, if you're joining us, we are in our second week of our series in Ephesians, where we're going through the book of Ephesians, reading the Apostle Paul's uh, teachings. And, uh, man, I'm excited about this. Last week, we started off, we talked about I am invited. And there were invitations that God has invited all of us to. And today, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Today, I felt like this is fitting for Father's Day. Today, we're talking about I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. Come on, y'all write that down. And if you're online joining with us or in the audience, all of the notes again, just want to reiterate this at the beginning of the message. You can download our app on the Google Play or App Store. Just go uh, search for New Life Church of Mobile. You'll see our app there and on the app. You can download all of the sermon notes. You'll see all the sermon notes. They're right there. You can also go back throughout the week, and the audio version of the podcast will be there as well. You can listen to the podcast throughout the week on our app. Just wanted to give you guys that. But I am a masterpiece. Y'all say that. I am a masterpiece. And I know when we think about a masterpiece, sometimes we think about ourselves. And the question I want to ask you before we get into the message is, what do you think about yourself? What, what do you think about yourself? Somebody said, I am a masterpiece. That's right, I am a masterpiece. <laughs> but tr honestly, what do you think about yourself? If I were to ask you to write down some characteristics about yourself, what would you say about yourself? Would you be honest with who you are? Some of you, I'm pretty sure you know who you are. You know, well, I'm just kind of clumsy. I know that would be me. I told y'all that this weekend. I fell down in the parking lot chasing the kids. I'm kind of I'm clumsy. <laughs> Some would say, I'm, I'm real shy, or I'm outgoing, or 
I'm full of joy. And there's a lot of different characteristics that you could put to describe yourself. But sometimes, you know, we could be really hard on ourselves. We could be extremely difficult and hard on ourselves to the point where we feel like, you know what, I am not a masterpiece. And we can hear scriptures like, I am fearfully, wonderfully made in the image of God. I am the masterpiece of God. I am the workmanship of God. And we can hear verses like that and say, yeah, but not me. Because we could be so, so hard on ourselves. And today, this whole message, we're going to get to the crux of the, the, uh, the scripture. But I want to start in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1. We're going to start in verse 1. We'll read through verse 10, and then we'll pray. But this is where we're going to settle uh, for today's message. It's going to be in these verses right here. Ephesians chapter 2, we'll start in verse 1. And it reads, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit that works in the heart, of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we are subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. Verse 4, but God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. Verse 8, um, God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. This is a gift from God. Amen. Amen. Salvation is not a reward for good things we have done, so no one can boast about it. And this is what we're going to focus on today, verse 10. For we are, mas we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today, this Father's Day. I thank you, Lord, that we can come together and assemble as a body of believers and study the scriptures and, and you can reveal yourself to us in a new, fresh way. Open up our hearts to receive from you today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. I am a masterpiece. Say, I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. And, you know, sometimes when we think about, like I mentioned before, you don't think of yourselves as a masterpiece. Sometimes you can think about your past and you can think about, man, I've made so many mistakes and I've done so many things over the years that, man, I'm not even worthy to be called a masterpiece. And that just got me back to thinking about some of my past things. And, you know, there are some things that I've done in my past that if I would share, y'all would be like, how in the world are you a pastor? <laughs> and those are things, some things I would like to forget. But this morning I decided I'll just share a, a few things of what I've done in my past. And these are the ones that I felt like I was comfortable sharing. <laughs> But I remember there was one time, uh, I was 13, I was, yeah, 12 or 13, and our whole baseball team, we'd, we spent the night at our coach's home. And our coach, he had a really big house, he had all types of things that you can get in trouble with. So about, it was about 1 or 2 in the morning, you know, when you get a bunch of 13-year-olds, 13, 14-year-olds 13, together, there's no sleep. 
So we didn't sleep the whole night. So we decided, let's break out of the house. So at about one or two, he had um, a golf club set. So some of the guys, they were like, how about we just take all his golf balls and we just start launching them in the neighborhood? So they take golf balls and they set up tees in the yard and they just start wailing golf balls all over the neighborhood. And I'm like, guys, and I'm thinking in my mind, what in the world are y'all doing? So we start hitting golf balls and no, no telling what was broke and uh, I don't know what happened. But that wasn't it. So we said, hey, let's go round up some cats and put cats in people's mailboxes. <laughs> so we began to take cats and put them in people's mailboxes because we thought, hey, whenever they open it, that cat's going to be ready to get out of there. <laughs> and that'll be a surprise. But that wasn't it. <laughs> what this And this is the worst of the ball, I think. They decided to take uh, brown paper bags and use the restroom in them, if you catch my drift. Then what they would do, <laughs> they lit them on fire and knocked on people's doorbells, and we ran. And we did that all night long. And then I know y'all thinking, like, what in the world are y'all doing? But guess what? That's my past. <laughs> it's covered under the blood. <laughs> but the point is, is that there are things in our past that, man, you would just like to forget. You know, if you could meet some of your friends that you grew up with and they remember some of the things that you used to do and you like the, and they like to remind you of the bad things that you used to do. It's like, man, come on, don't bring that up. Don't bring that up anymore. I'm not like that anymore. But the point is, is that, man, we could get so bogged down by our past that we don't look at ourselves or view ourselves as a masterpiece. But you are. We are a masterpiece in Christ. Amen. And today I want to look at this message from three angles. From three different angles, we're going to look at it today. And, the, and all of it came from what we just read in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 1 through 10. So the entire message will come from that. The first angle I want to look at it is, is just what I'm talking about now, your past. It's who you were. Write that down. Who you were. Everyone has a past. If you were born into this world, you have had a past at some point that you would want to forget. There's not one thing that we've done. I'm going to... There's not one person that is perfect. There's only one. There's only one that lived a perfect life. For the most of us, we've done some things in our past that we're like, you know what? Thank God I'm not who I was. Amen? Who you were. In verse 1, it says, once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. So who we were, we were dead. We were doomed. Just because of our nature, it says that we, in verse 1, it says, once you were dead because you were disobedience and your many sins. Because of the sin that entered the world from the beginning, guess what? Once you were born, you were, de you were dead. It was hopeless. We were once dead. In verse 2, it says, you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. This is what? This is you were disobedient. You were disobedient. You know, the devil... I believe he does this. It's, he's the, the enemy that he likes to hide the truth of who God really is in our hearts. He likes to go around and deceive us and trick us in our hearts to make us disobedient to what God's word says or to try to make us believe that God's word isn't true. Because if, if, we, if he can get us to that point, then what we'll do is we'll be disobedient to God's word and we'll never walk into the light or into the truth. 
So he goes around and it says that here, he says, you used to live in sin like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. Why do they refuse to obey God? Because they're following the, rule, the, 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 the enemy. They're allowing the ruler, the enemy, to control them. And you say, well, I don't let the devil control me. I follow myself. There you go. Because if you're not a part of Christ or if you're not in Christ, then you're following your sin nature. Then guess what? You're falling right into the plans of the enemy. We were disobedient. We were also, we were depraved. Ephesians 2 verse 3 says, all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. You know, our flesh, it craves things. Nothing better depicts how much your flesh craves things than your food appetites. You ever woke up in the, in the middle of the night and say, whoo, I could just use a nice bowl of ice cream. Ooh, I could, ooh, I wonder if that Krispy Kreme donut light is on right now. I could use me a lemon-filled donut or a glaze fill. And it's like your stomach gets the craving things, and they're like, you can't rest till you feed that craving. What is that? That's the, the passionate desires and inclinations inside of you that you feel like whatever my flesh wants, it, I got to have it. But guess what? Just because your flesh desires it doesn't mean that it's good for you. Matter of fact, it doesn't mean that it's good for your soul. But it says that we were depraved, that we were slaves to our sinful nature. We were slaves to our flesh, meaning that we gave into everything that we do. We're talking about who you were. Who you were was a person that was dead. You were, you were depraved. You were disobedient. You gave into every whim that you wanted, every desire that you wanted. You just gave into it and said, there's no need to fight it. God made me this way. I just need to give into my desires of my flesh. But that's not true. We don't have to give in to the desires of our flesh, but praise God that we're not who we used to be. Amen? It also says that we were doomed. Continuing in verse 3, it says, by our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. From the moment that we were born, we were all doomed, guys. Every single person that is born into the world, we are, we are automatically born into, we're doomed. What does that mean? That means that we're already destined to enter into eternity in hell. From the moment we were born, we say, well, that's not fair. Well, that's because of sin. But there comes a point when we all have to say, you know what? I realize that I can't follow the inclinations of my flesh, that I realize that I am doomed because of sin, and I must bow my knee and surrender to Christ Jesus. Thank God that that's who we were, but we're not doomed anymore. And guess what? You don't have to be dead. You don't have to be dis uh, disobedient. You don't have to be depraved. And you don't have to be doomed because there's a hope in you because you are Christ's masterpiece. Amen? Amen. So the first thing, the first angle is, is who you were. And some of us, we can't get past who we were. We can't move forward in the future because we're so bogged down by who we were. Who we were. The second thing, you can write this down, is who we are. It's who we are. So this, we talked about who we were. Now we're going to talk about who we are. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 4 through 7, it reads, For God is so rich in mercy, and he loved us so much, that even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. 
Verse 6, for he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. And finally, verse 7, it says, so God can point to us in, uh, in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us who are united in Christ Jesus. This is who we are, y'all. What we just read, this is who you are. Who are we? We are alive in Christ. Come on, I think that's something to shout about. If you're online watching, you are alive in Christ. No longer who you were, but we are alive in Christ. And the greatest weapon that you have, the greatest secret that you can have is knowing who your identity is in Christ, knowing that you are alive with Christ. Amen. We don't need to be resurrected. I'm sorry, we need a resurrection. We don't need to be resuscitated. You know, when someone is dying, they say, we need to give them mouth to mouth. We need to resuscitate them. No, when we're dead, we don't need to be resuscitated. We need, we're talking about spiritually now. We don't need to be resuscitated. We need to be resurrected. And when you realize that you've been resurrected, that you're alive in Christ, man, there's such power that comes with that. There's such a power that comes with that, that knowing that, man, I'm seated with Christ. This also means that when Christ was crucified, guess what? You were crucified with Christ. When Christ was buried in that tomb, you were buried with him. When Christ defeated Satan, guess who else defeated Satan? You did. You defeated Satan as well. When Christ rose from the dead on the third day, guess who rose with Christ on the third day? You did. What does all this mean? It means that you are alive with Christ Jesus. And Christ is the only one that said, I have the authority of all things. Christ is the only one. He had, think about this. What does it mean to be alive in Christ? It means this. You know that the one that you're with has authority to do all things. What is all? All means all in the Greek. <laughs> all means all. He has the authority to do all things. So when you realize that and you get a revelation of that, of who you are in Christ Jesus, guess what? It'll change your prayer life. Because, you know, whenever, whenever I pray, no matter what it is, I know I'm praying to the one that has authority to do all things and to answer all prayers. And it brings him great joy to meet each and every one of our needs when we come in his name. So I just want to encourage you today. You say, well, who am I? You know who you are in Christ Jesus. Because outside of Christ Jesus, we're doomed. We're disobedient. We're depraved. All those things we mentioned before, we are who we were outside of Christ, but when you are seated with Christ in heavenly places and you have direct access to him, boy, I'm telling you, it will transform your life. Because you say, you know what? That same authority that Christ has, because I'm seated with him, I have that same authority. So there should be no lack in my life because I could go to the one that has the authority to change a moment in a second. He could change my destiny. He could change my future in one second. He literally can. Why? Because he has authority to do all things. And what this will do is it'll stop us from praying faithless prayers. You know, sometimes we can pray some faithless prayers. God, if you're willing, I mean, it just maybe perhaps if you're willing, you can consider me. You know, I'm just dirt, God. Dirt underneath your foot that you can just trample me and Blow me away at any moment you want to, but you've been so merciful just to let me stay on the bottom of your foot. And we can pray these worthless prayers like God is looking at us like, what are you talking about? I know it's funny, but sometimes we could come to God like that, and that's how he's looking at us. Like, why are y'all playing these faithless prayers? It's like, no, you pray with boldness. You pray with confidence when you come to him because you know that I'm seated with Christ Jesus. 
that I'm alive in Christ Jesus. Amen? So our prayer life will be radically changed when you know who you are in Christ Jesus. Amen? I'm not who I was. This is, we're not talking about who you were. We're talking about who you are. Amen? When you get a revelation of who you are, it will change your life. It will change your life because we are seated with the one that has authority to change all things. Amen? And this is the third and final thing we're going to discuss today. Talked about who you were. Then we talked about who we are. We are alive in Christ Jesus. But this is my favorite one. This is the third one. It's who you're becoming. It's who you're becoming. You are, but you are becoming. You are seated with Christ in heavenly places, but guess what? You are becoming something even greater. You're becoming. I'm telling you, you have to look at yourself and you say, I am becoming. Say, I am becoming. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. That's what we're becoming. We're becoming God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things that he has planned long planned for us long ago. Christ has planned good things for you long ago, even before you were born. That's how he crafted you. Why? Because you're his masterpiece. You're becoming who he created you to be. And when you realize that, yes, I am. Yes, I was. Yes, I am. But guess what? I'm becoming. It will change your life as well. Not because there's a confidence when you know somebody knows that there's something like if you know that payday is coming, there's a confidence that, you know, like, oh, yeah, I have a little money because payday is coming because you know what's coming. It's like it's always a little bit extra confidence that you have when you know something is coming, when you can look forward to something. But when you don't know what's coming, guess what? It's kind of it's, it's kind of difficult. You're like, man, I don't really know what's going to happen because I don't know what's becoming. But when you know that. While your future in Christ is your Christ's masterpiece, there's a future, there's a hope, there's a joy, there's an excitement about your future because you know that Christ is not work, is, is working in me and through me. Christ Jesus is working in me and through me to become exactly who it is that he uh, made me to be because he has a future and a plan for me long ago. All it is is my job is just to get connected to him and get rooted in him so I can become all that he's called me to be. And that's why it's so important that you have to forget about who you were, because thinking about who you were will always keep you from being who God has called you to be. Because what will happen is you'll begin to speak things over yourself that God never spoke over you. You'll be begin to say, well, I'm just not that smart. Well, when did God tell you that? He's, he's, the, he's the master. He's the, he's the one that created you. When did God ever tell you that you weren't smart? When did God ever tell you that you didn't matter? Nobody cares about me. I'm not loved. No one thinks, well, who said that? Did God ever say that? I don't think I've ever read a scripture that God says, I don't think anything of you, that you're worthless. But yet we speak those things over ourselves all the time. When you know that I am crafted by the master, I am his masterpiece. I am becoming exactly the person that he wants me to come. It changes your identity. It changes the way that you look at your future. Because you'll begin to realize, you know what, maybe these decisions that I'm making, maybe I need to consider this more in prayer before I make them. Because I want to be exactly who it is that Christ has called me to be. Outside of Jesus, you are not his masterpiece. In order to be a masterpiece of God, you have to be planted in Christ Jesus. Now, you could go around and some pe- people tell you, oh, I'm a masterpiece. Ooh, they, and they're just talking about their outer appearance. 
the way that they look. Ooh, I've been in the gym. I've been working out. I've been do, eating right, and I've been doing all, Look at me. I'm a masterpiece. Yeah, but are you a masterpiece inside Christ Jesus? Because that's what truly matters. You know, so many times we put so much stock on our outer appearance. I have to have the right look. I have to be the right shape. I have to have the right shoes. I got to have the right shirt. And we're trying to be a masterpiece on the outside. But Christ is saying, no, what about the inside? I'm trying to do a work in you and through you to become who I've called you to be, not who you think you should be. Not who society tells you you should be. Because of social media, everybody is looking at an image and trying to be something that is fake. With all these filters and all these things, nobody on the internet is, is real. All that stuff is fake. But yet you starve, we starve ourselves and slave ourselves trying to be an image that we'll never begin, begin to, uh, to accomplish because those things are fake. It's all vanity. But we have to say, you know what? I want to be rooted in Christ because I want to be exactly who he carved me to be. I'm his masterpiece. Say, I'm his masterpiece. I'm becoming. It's who you're becoming. Don't beat yourself over things that you feel like you're not. You know, sometimes we could beat ourselves. I wish I was a little bit smarter. Man, I, I, I wish I would have grew up in a family that just had a little bit more money. I, I, I wish I would have grew up in this part of the town instead of this part. I wish I would have went to this college instead of this one. And we could beat ourselves over things that we don't have versus saying, I thank God that he made me exactly the way that he intended me to be. When you begin to truly value who God has called you to be, it changes your identity. So many people are so lost and they don't have a purpose because they don't know who they are. They don't, they don't accept who God has called. Well, God, he should have made me a little bit taller. I'm too short or I'm too tall. I wish I was short. Nothing work fits me because I'm too tall. And it's like, you know, we can all find all these imperfections about our bodies and our image and all these things. But Christ is saying, you're my masterpiece. Why don't you just look to me for your validation? Because of all those things we talked about, who we were, it's the who we were that gets in the way of who we're becoming. It's the who we were. Who you were. Think about it. The thing that's getting in the way of who you're becoming is who you were. You can never get past the hurt of that rejection. You can never get past the, the, the disappointment that you experienced of who you were. That stuff happened long ago. That's who you were. But you're still dragging it along with you. And it's causing you not to be in a place where God is saying, no, 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 let that go. That's who you were. Look to who you're becoming. And God is saying, I need you to realize you're my masterpiece. Y'all just said one more time, I am a masterpiece. I am Christ's masterpiece. On Father's Day, I just want to tell you, fathers, you are God's masterpiece. All the mothers, you are God's masterpiece. You're fearfully and wonderfully made in the image of Christ. He designed you. He gave you everything that you need to accomplish the things that he called you to do long ago. Long ago. He already called you, guys. All we have to do is say, you know what? I'm going to get rooted in him so I can become everything that he's called me to be because I am his masterpiece. Amen? You're his masterpiece. Just say that. Speak that over yourself. Just say, I am his masterpiece. You know, sometimes you just need to remind yourself, I am God's masterpiece. When the enemy tries to come at you with all type of lies and, and insecurities, you know, insecurities is the number one crippler of who you're becoming as well. It's your insecurities. Your personal, I'm inadequate. I don't have this. And don't worry about that. Christ has designed you exactly the way that he intended you to design. Why? Because it gives him glory. 
it gives him glory. And when you begin to say and speak things over yourself that Christ didn't, you take glory away from what he did, what he created. I never want to take glory away from the master. So if I feel like I'm being hard on myself or I'm questioning God, why did you allow this? Why did this? You know what I'm saying? What I'm saying is, God, you got it wrong. And I have to repent. And I have to bow my knee and humble myself and say, God, I'm sorry that I could ever question you that I could ever question your ways. For you are the master. You are the masterpiece. You carve out everything. You know the future from the, you know beginning from the end. You know all things, and all things work together for your glory, and I give you the glory. I'm sorry that I tried to rob you of your glory. You know, sometimes bad things happen so God can get the glory in the end. But a lot of times we just think about the bad things and not giving God the glory in those things. And that could be difficult <laughs> because we're like, well, why do bad things happen? Because of sin. But in the end, it's always a point to give God the glory in every situation. No matter how defiled the situation is, no matter how wicked the thing is, it's always to point back to the master and say, it is always to give God glory, even in the midst of tragedy, even in the midst of hurt and disappointment. It's always to give God his glory because he is the master and I am his masterpiece. Amen. 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 Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap. I am his masterpiece. Throughout the day, throughout the week, just, you just need to write that down in a mirror somewhere. Or just put it on your phone. I am a masterpiece. I am God's masterpiece. That's a good verse to write down. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. I am God's masterpiece. I just feel like saying that you are God's masterpiece. Some of you really need to hear that. You are God's masterpiece. You're God's masterpiece. But I just want to take a moment and I want to pray for those that the first thing we talked about is who you were. You can't get past who you were. It's all, like I mentioned, the rejection, the hurt, the disappointment. Things that you felt should have been yours that didn't go your way. All those things, it's, it's the who you were. You can't get past the who you were. I want to pray for those in just a, I want to pray for those. I want you to lift your hand. If you're that, in that category, I can't get past the who I was, who I was. And sometimes it to try to creep up on me and, and try to disappoint me and to get me depressed. And I just want to shake. I want to get freedom. I want freedom in who I was. I want to get that past behind me and leave it there. If that's you, just lift your hands. I want to pray for you this morning. Lord, I just thank you right now for everyone with their hand lifted today. I thank you, Lord, that we would truly know that we are your masterpiece. We are God's masterpiece. And I pray that you would heal us from the past hurt, Lord God, past disappointments. Lord, things that we felt were unfair and unjust that happened to us, Lord God, that we've, that we've done to ourselves, that we beat ourselves over for the things that we've done, the mistakes that we made. Help us to get eliminate the past, Lord. Help us to leave it buried, Lord God, that the past is dead, it's not resurrected. We won't resurrect the past, but the past is dead. And we're alive in Christ Jesus. And I thank you for who we are in Christ. Give us a revelation of who you are, that we know that we're seated in heavenly places, that we're seated in Christ Jesus, that we're with you, Lord. And I thank you that you're helping us to eliminate the past of who we were. And I thank you for who we are and who we're becoming. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. There's one more prayer I want to pray for. Everyone, you can keep your head bowed and your eyes closed. And if you're watching online, you can just partake in this as well. It's, the, same, it's the, the, the stain of sin. It's the stain of rejection. It's the stain of insecurities and, 
you find yourself in a place that, remember I said, you can't be God's masterpiece if you're not playing it in God. You have to be in God to be his masterpiece. And today, after listening to this message, you will realize that, man, I'm outside of God. I'm not in God's family. I'm not planted in God, but I want to be rooted and planted in God today because I'm tired of being who I was. I want to be God's masterpiece. If that's you, you want to surrender your life to God today. You want to bow your knee and accept him as Lord of Lord, King of Kings, the Savior of humanity. If you want to receive to Jesus today, I'm not going to beg you. I'm just going to ask you just to lift your hands right now in this moment. Anyone in the room that says, I want to come to a right relationship with Christ, just lift your hands. Those watching online, you say, I want to come into a right relationship with Christ. I want to pray for you as well. And I'm just going to ask everyone just to place your hand over your heart. And everyone just repeat this after me. Say, Heavenly Father, I thank you for helping me leave my past in the past. I thank you that you're washing me white as snow, that you're purifying me that you're sanctifying me, that you're delivering me, and that I'm becoming the masterpiece that you created me to be. I love you, Lord. I honor you, Lord. I'm thankful, I'm thankful for you, Lord, for all that you've done, for forgiving me of my sin and forgetting my past. I'm alive in Christ Jesus. I'm seated in heavenly places. I'm alive with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, y'all give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Hallelujah. And if you prayed that prayer and you meant it with your heart, in the seat back in front of you, there's a card that says, I made the decision. Please fill that out. Drop it in the bucket during offering time. And if you're online, drop a comment in the comment section that you made a decision to follow Christ. We'd love to connect with you. But man, let's give it up one more time for those that made a decision to follow Christ. Hallelujah. Man, that was week two of, uh, of uh, our series in Ephesians, I Am a Masterpiece. Well, man, we love you guys. Again, happy Father's Day. If you're prepared to give online, there's two ways you can give. You can give on our website at newlifemobile.org, or you can download our app, and you can give on the app. Man, we love you guys. Hope you have a great rest of the uh, Father's Day. Uh, we'll see you Wednesday for prayer, and then we'll be right back next Sunday at 10 a.m., Love you guys. Y'all have a great week. Hallelujah. I am God's masterpiece. Remember, just to 